0: Welcome to the Empowering Midlife Wellness Podcast, where we talk about everything to do with midlife women's wellness and creating the best second half of life. I'm your host, Dr. Susan Hardwick-Smith. I'm a board-certified gynecologist. Certified menopause practitioner and hormone replacement specialist, as well as an ICF certified life and leadership coach and lots of other things. So if you want to check me out and learn about my private practice and other offerings, my website is www.drsusan.com. That's D-R-S-U-S-A-N.com. It's my commitment to stay neutral by not accepting advertising dollars from sponsors, so all of these episodes are offered freely. And the best way that you can help this podcast is to share it with your friends, leave a positive review, and also keep in mind this is simultaneously posted in video format on YouTube, where you can find me by searching for Dr. Susan Hardwick-Smith.
1: Hi, and welcome to this week's episode. And I am back with my friend, Dr. Nashat Latib. We had so much fun last week talking about gut inflammation, and now we're getting into December. We're approaching the holidays, which I know because I hear about it every day is a really scary time for many of us around food. Food is social. Uh, we grew up having these wonderful holiday meals, we want to enjoy ourselves. I know for myself, I grew up making sugar cookies, and you know, how do we combine having a wonderful holiday season with still trying to do these fantastic things we talked about last week, keeping our gut microbiome healthy, and then not only that, but setting a good example for our children and our families about how to eat healthy food. Can we really have it all, or should we just blow it over Christmas and start again in January? So I always say, don't
2: blow it, right? Because the after effects of blowing it over the holidays
1: are just, you know, it takes so long to recover. Well, and I mentioned last week, even just eating gluten makes my stomach hurt. I so I don't want to do that Yeah, no. So how no. do we, how can we have a, just say we're cooking, we're cooking for our family or we're, maybe we're going as a guest to another person's family. How can we manage this season and still stay healthy? Yeah, that's a great question.
2: I mean, when you're cooking at home, I find it a lot easier, right? So, I mean, I'll be honest, I often go for hosting more mm-hmm. than, you know, being a guest, even though meeting guest is a lot easier. Um, but the reality is that just like you can go to any restaurant and absolutely make healthy choices, if you go to anybody's house, the chances are you can make some healthy choices. You know, turkey, There's nothing wrong with turkey just plain protein just eat protein Mm -hmm. you know and oftentimes i'm finding that people are having a little bit less traditional thanksgivings and christmases and holidays where there might be you know some sort of roast the reality is that whatever protein is on the table is probably okay
1: so if you're on any type of uh, weight loss plan or any sort of anti-inflammatory plan assuming you're not vegetarian any type of lean meat fish or chicken We can eat that we can eat that and then and you want to go for vegetables right right vegetables. As, as much vegetables as you can and you definitely
2: don't want to go for like the you know the cheesy potatoy, you know <laughs> right. gratin or like it's all the, the shepherd's pie all the stuff
1: they put on top right
2: <laughs> you know the you want to like let go of the cranberry relish you know we really want to go for the veggies so try to go heavy on the green beans right
1: and now if you're making uh thanks if you're making now we're past thanksgiving at this point but christmas it sort of can happen anytime right right if you're cooking you have a lot more control you could right. make the green beans or the vegetable and have a section of it that doesn't have the cream sauce on top or how about not making it at all because honestly right. this isn't good for your relatives either isn't okay. it so i think this is an interesting idea that we're feeding our families, and I I have children, teenagers, and, you know, the idea that we're feeding our families foods that they like, because it's a tradition, even though we know they're really inherently bad for us, maybe we could break that tradition and serve a healthy Christmas dinner or holiday dinner, depending on your tradition.
2: Absolutely. I'm big on having alternatives on the table. Mm
1: -hmm. Hey, let's try something different.
2: I mean, something as simple as, you know, an almond flour or cassava tortilla versus a white flour tortilla would be a wonderful swap and would still essentially accomplish the same thing. It's just a very healthy swap. Or if you're cooking at home, how about just get rid of your canola oil? We know very well, based on the research, that seed oils are highly, highly inflammatory. Mm. It's hard when you go to a restaurant, right? Because the chances are they're cooking with canola oil because that's really the most economic oil to buy. But you know what? Guess what? You can go to Costco now and you can buy a huge, Huge container of avocado oil. And avocado oil has the same cook point in terms of heat as canola oil, but it doesn't have all the inflammatory effects. Mm -hmm. And it's packed with all the healthy, you know, omega-3s and omegas that, you know, that we want. But we really don't want the nines. We don't want the omega-9s. And the canola oil is much higher in that. Okay, I didn't know this,
1: and I actually don't cook with canola oil. I use olive oil. Mm-hmm. So so what are the healthy oils? oil is oils? great, too. Yeah, so, so olive oil, avocado avocado, oil. avocado coconut oil, okay. and
2: ghee, believe it or not.
1: Ghee, so that's uh, it. comes from the Indian tradition, and right. a, it's a butter. Clarified color. butter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, Interesting. they take out all the white
2: part of the butter, and mm-hmm. it's basically just the clear part of the butter. That's got a really high cook point in avocado oil. So if you want to, for instance you know, saute something at a high temperature, you know, olive oil will tend to burn and Mm -hmm. will get a little bit sour in terms of taste. So I tend to use olive oil on my roasted vegetables. I use it on salads. But when I'm cooking at a high temperature, I will use avocado oil um, and I will use ghee. Um, mm-hmm. avocado oil I would say is kind of my go-to uh, I love coconut oil for curries uh, because but you know mm-hmm. coconut oil has a little bit of a stronger taste so I find mm-hmm. that some of my patients you know don't like it as much but when you put it in a curry you really can't taste it wrong in fact it enhances the flavor and
1: makes it taste Sounds delicious, delicious. So, so making some small substitutions like cooking your vegetables mm-hmm. with a healthier oil this, I didn't know this until just now so <laughs> canola oil is out, out. What, uh, what else um we really don't want
2: to cook with sunflower oil any of so those seed oils, oils right ah. or vegetable oils and now right?
1: what's wrong with them
2: they cause inflammation mm. yeah and they are linked to a lot of uh, inflammatory cascades in our cells down at the cellular level and so we really i have no canola oil in my house it's i don't i banished. don't either
1: I don't either. I didn't know why, but that that just because I like olive oil. Yeah. And you get a lot of omega-3s. So what a wonderful way to get omega-3s. So that's a really easy substitute. What are some other easy things that we can switch? And nobody would notice that, by the way. In fact, they'd probably think your food just tasted better. They'd probably think it was amazing, yeah. Another
2: really great substitution would be gluten-free flour yeah so there's a lot of really amazing uh gluten-free flour substitutes Uh, trader joe's Mm -hmm. really commonplace i mean i don't know about you but i shop at trader Mm -hmm. joe's for a lot of things they have an amazing gluten-free flour and we bake with that at home now
1: can you really make like Holiday sugar cookies with gluten-free flour. You can make everything with gluten-free flour. And nobody would notice. Nobody would notice. Yeah. And it's okay to put the butter, huh.
2: you know. I mean, I am, if I were to choose, I, you know, I would substitute and put the butter in and then use the gluten-free flour. So we were um, talking
1: about like getting rid of everything inflammatory, but for the holidays, we're going to put gluten number one dairy mm-hmm. maybe we can tolerate a little bit mm-hmm. so you know we want to we still want to enjoy ourselves We're yes, absolutely. Our absolutely everything just and the, you can sweeten things
2: differently i think that's mm-hmm. another great topic to talk about when you're doing baked goods or um for instance i make a homemade granola which if you can look on my instagram i've got sort of an easy go-to make your own granola at home um and the way i make my granola is i sweeten it with applesauce which is just a pureed apple from my refrigerator Um, if you're too lazy to do that a little maple syrup um, Mm -hmm. is a great way to go in you know different cake recipes you can use the healthier sugar would be um, you could add a date you know into your recipe and grind that up for your source because that's also got fiber in it and you have a lower glycemic response to you know, the sugar from a date. Um, the other great sugar substitute if you just need something to put into a recipe would be um, coconut palm sugar. Because mm. that also has a lower glycemic effect than just regular sugar. So even just making brownies You can make it. I can't tell you how many times I make cookies for my staff and they don't even know that they're gluten-free, that there's no refined sugar, and that there's like, you know, lower glycemic options in there to sweeten them. They don't even know the difference. And I put oats in there, you
1: know, so there'll be lots
2: of fiber.
1: So when we're talking about foods that have a lower glycemic index, that means it doesn't elevate your insulin as much. Is that right?
2: Yeah, it doesn't make your sugar go up, right? Mm-hmm. Because our sugar will go up really quick in our in our blood. And then what happens when our sugar goes up? We have an insulin spike, mm-hmm. right? And so a lot of people with weight loss resistance, well, it's, they're having trouble losing weight because their insulin is constantly
1: going up. Mm-hmm. If we can maintain our insulin at a really constant level, it's very really easy to lose weight. Yeah. So um, that's, a, that's a huge topic. And many of our, many of you listeners have been diagnosed with insulin resistance or even have type two diabetes. And we still want to be able to enjoy those sweet things, but mm-hmm. there are ways to do that. So we'll have links below uh, to Dr. Latib's website and also your Instagram where you've got some great recipes and ideas about how to do this.
2: I've got great recipes every week. Um, And you want to make sure also when you eat your meal, be conscious of the order in which you're eating them, right? So if you start with something that is high fiber- or a source of protein or even a healthy fat first before eating any carbs that you might wanna indulge for the holidays on your plate, that's gonna have a much better chance of controlling your sugars. Like you're not gonna get as big of a spike. If you have even just like half a teaspoon of, you know, some sort of fat, whether it's a half a teaspoon of almond butter or eating your protein first or eating maybe like a huge serving of
1: vegetables first. And the lovely thing about it, too, is it also fills you up a little bit, so you don't
2: overeat.
1: Yeah, so patients in our weight loss program, we often talk about that. Eat your protein first, so Mm -hmm. say six ounces of whatever your favorite protein is. By the time you've eaten that with some water, you're really not going to have that craving to eat the foods that Mm -hmm. you know are not good for you, which is so important. And then what you mentioned, is, if this is what I'm understanding, is if you eat that first and then you eat your sugar element Mm. is not going to elevate your sugar and insulin as much. Correct. Yeah. So it's so important just thinking about timing of eating. That's amazing. And also
2: pace. I think that's really important too, for us to discuss Mm -hmm. with listeners Mm -hmm. is that you really don't want to rush through your meal because the reality is that there is a hormone called leptin, which is our hormone that basically tells us that we're full, but it takes about 20 minutes from the time you're full for your brain to actually realize that you're full. So, yeah. you know, and for those of you who don't know, I'm board certified in emergency medicine. So I do a lot of things really, really fast.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, I was an obstetrician. <laughs> yeah. We, we ate out meals like this. Yeah, I was mean, shoveling anything.
2: it down, right? Yeah, and then
1: to I eight 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 don't know how many of seven.
2: you have this problem, but like, you Know, raise your hand if you eat a meal and you feel good, and then all of a sudden, 30 minutes later, you're oh, like, Oh, I feel
1: terrible. Right. Like,
2: how many of us do that? Right. That's, well, that's just
1: the traditional holiday thing, isn't yeah. it? You're like laying with your zipper yeah. on because we didn't eat slowly yeah, enough. Exactly. So,
2: I know this sounds really funny, but you know, if you can somehow get to as, as close to 30 chews per bite, mm-hmm. which is crazy, you yeah, know, to chew something 30 times because It's really hard to choose something 30 times, but that is kind of, you know, in the literature, what's been shown to improve your digestion and your absorption of nutrients and also allow you to eat at the right pace. So we don't want to be rushing through our meals, enjoy a conversation, make sure you eat your foods in the right order and just slow it down.
1: And then there's this beautiful thing about mindful eating, too, that I love that you and yeah. I have talked about. When you know when we're eating these delicious foods, and how many times have I been eating a wonderful food while I was not paying attention and mm-hmm. did not even realize what I was eating, where it's just enjoying each bite and uh, savoring the flavor and the texture and, and really yeah. getting every sense out of it. It's mm-hmm. going to take some time. Yeah. You'll enjoy it a lot more. And then you won't eat as much because you're already full. And one thing that I've found, and now weight loss patients love this too, is that you know the first bite of something tastes really amazing. If you just enjoy the heck out of it, second bite's pretty good too. By the third bite, it's kind of eh. You know, you don't really get much more out of it. Mm And so, um, mindful eating, eating slowly, putting your fork down between bites. I can't tell you how many times I was told that by my mother when I was younger. (laughs) But finally. As an adult, it's starting to make sense. It's not yeah. just about politeness, but also just about our physiology. We were not Absolutely. made to inhale massive amounts of food really quickly. Absolutely. And then we don't enjoy it. No, no. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm.
2: I can't tell you how many times I've eaten something so fast, felt like gluttony, gluttonous and so full afterwards. And then I'm like, oh, something that would have been otherwise so delicious all of a sudden has like this, I've had this negative experience
1: associated with right. it. And who Sounds wants to do that? Out? So we can go, we can we can have a holiday meal, whatever tradition, our, our tradition supports. If we're making it ourselves, we definitely have a lot more control over it, don't we? So that's a, a, a unique opportunity, maybe to teach your family a different way to eat. And again, I have teenagers, we have mm-hmm. kids. Like, wouldn't it be amazing to teach our kids a healthier way to eat or, or our older family members who are not yeah. so healthy. And then if you're in a different situation than going to someone else's home, ways to pick and choose amongst what they have available to find things that are healthier for you. And it absolutely is possible. Or you could bring one of these amazing brownie dishes that they will never know is mm-hmm. not made with refined white sugar and the other yeah. things that are not good for them. And, and watch the joy on their faces when they tell yeah. you how great it is and and you tell them that it doesn't even have refined sugar in it. Absolutely. So I think this is... Um, Something that we can learn and then pass on to other people, Mm -hmm. you know, as mothers and as women who, uh, honestly, we do hold the torch for teaching everybody about everything, don't we? We can learn this for ourselves and then pass it on to other people. And as someone who's just learning it myself and and thanks to my great friends like you, what an amazing opportunity to be able to enjoy the holidays in a different way without feeling sick and guilty and horrible afterwards. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And stay active. And then what about alcohol? Because I like to drink a little bit with the holidays. Yeah. What what should we drink if we enjoy an alcoholic
2: beverage? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, I always say, you know, if you're going to drink whatever you're going to drink, try to make sure that you're drinking a full glass of cold water for every drink that you have Mm -hmm. at least. OK, because it definitely helps with the sugar spike, because let's face it, alcohol turns into sugar and it is going to cause spikes in our sugar, you know. And then, you know, try to stay away from really, really sugary cocktails, because those are probably the biggest insults, because there's so much sugar that it will just massively spike your sugar and then you get an insulin spike. And that's what gives you the hangover. And too. it gives you the hangover. Yeah. So if you're going to drink... You know, wine, I definitely tend to say stick towards the more clean crafted, organic wines that don't have all the chemicals and the additives. Um, And then, you know, if you want to drink a cocktail, probably the lowest glycemic uh, effect will be something like a tequila or a Mizcal based cocktail. Um, If you want to do vodka, I would stay away from anything starch based. So you would want to do a vodka that's something like Tito's would be a good one. Um, that doesn't cause as big of a glycemic effect.
1: So, uh, and you've taught me this actually too. So if we do like to enjoy uh, an alcoholic beverage, especially around the holidays, so a uh, vodka like Tito's, tequila, or even gin, right? Pretty yeah. low mm-hmm. um, sugar, low carbs. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's what we mix it with that creates mm-hmm. the problem. And so I, I really enjoy say vodka and soda with some lime. Yeah another trick and you said drinking water drinking sparkling water for me if yeah. I drink a glass of Pellegrino in between each glass of wine I'm full yeah and you probably won't drink as much right and there's some yeah. great resources that you shared with me for uh low sugar organic low sulfite wines yep. that are going to mm-hmm. be much less harmful for us and not only not giving us a hangover but not elevating our sugar absolutely we can uh, stick a link for that below right too. so scalp yeah. and cellar is an yeah. amazing resource I've been ordering from them we can put the link below so, so what's in a regular
2: bottle of wine yeah that's a great question so traditional bottles of wine have over 300 chemicals things like ferrocyanide and mega purple I mean do you does that really sound like something you want to be drinking I don't think so red wines typically um, have thickeners so some of my patients who start drinking clean crafted wine they'll say well the red wine's not as thick I'm like no but that's actually the way wine was supposed to be made like and that's the way it well, Come out naturally if it's done the right way, um, and. There's usually in a traditional bottle of wine, red or white, an entire donuts worth of sugar. Yikes. Minimum of 16 grams of sugar. I mean that's mm-hmm. 4 teaspoons of sugar minimum. And some wines, your sweeter white wines would probably have more sugar than that. So just think about what that does to your sugar level. We're talking we've been talking a lot about glycemic response and insulin. You definitely don't want to be drinking I that. I mean it's, it's like a candy bar, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and the difference in calories, right? A traditional mm-hmm. bottle of, a traditional glass of wine might have about 300 calories whereas if you buy clean crafted wine you're talking about 90 calories so think about that three glasses of wine is the same number of calories if you drink clean crafted wine versus Mm -hmm. traditional wine
1: yeah, so link below, Scout and Cellar is one of them. There are others as well. That, um, I had a, a fun, she turned me on, to actually so you can get a subscription where they send uh-huh. you a selection of wines that they've chosen. It's kind of fun, and then you can pick your own, because uh, I do like to drink wine. <laughs> and I also like to have a cocktail, but I've shifted to those low-calorie ones, and yeah. not only does it make a difference in your waistline, but it makes a whole lot of difference in your sleep, uh-huh. and also how you feel the next day. So absolutely. And for so, those of
2: you who like sweetness. So one of my little tricks that I teach my patients is you can buy stevia drops. Um, the company that I like is um, it's called new naturals N U naturals, and they make a clear stevia extract. And it's a bottle about like, this big that you can literally put in your purse and then that way if you're going to drink a ranch water or like a tequila which is like a tequila and seltzer water and mm-hmm. lime and you just want a tad of sweetness you can just put a couple drops yeah you know and you get the same satisfaction without all of the rush of insulin and sugar
1: yeah amazing so if you're at the mexican restaurant you can ask for a shot of tequila on ice Add your own stevia and lime. Just don't let them add all of the mixture and sugar to it and and you're kind of good to go. So we figured out how to have a healthy holiday. You you can get through December without gaining 10 pounds, without having a panic attack about ruining all (laughs) of the plans that you've had for this year. You do not have to start this on January 1st. You can actually start it now and you can enjoy your holidays. You can have social time. None of this has to mean that your life becomes antisocial, that you're not enjoying yourself. That's just a myth. I mean, you really can. And not only that, you can teach your family members how to eat healthy, live longer, and have happy lives as well. So it's such an amazing information. And your palate
2: will change too. I have a lot of patients that tell me that, right? Your palate changes over time when you
1: start eating this way and you really can't go back, which is what we've been talking about. Yeah, it just doesn't taste good anymore. Well, it's so great to have you with me again. I think we have about 100 different topics we can talk about, so I'm confident that She'll be back again if she if she will give us the honor of her presence. Of course. Of course. Uh, but we'll make sure we put links below of how you can reach uh, Dr. Neshat Latib and also her Instagram with some wonderful recipes to get through the holidays. Right. And if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, share it with your friends, and we'll be back next week.